Welcome everyone from Live CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Melton Live on Live FM. My name's Erin and my co-host today is Alyssa. Our special guest today is Ashton. Hi Ashton, welcome to the show. Hi Erin, hi Alyssa, lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. So Ashton, what's what made you want to be part of the foundation? Uh, so the foundation was formed um, back after the 1996 Port Arthur tragedy where um, uh, a large number of people lost their their lives um, uh, with a with a gunman um, uh, taking those lives and as a result of that there were two girls Alana and Madeline who um, lost their lives along with their mum um, in that tragedy and their father Walter Mikak um, wanted to keep their legacy alive essentially and to really um, create safety for children so that other children didn't go through what Alana and Madeline had to go through essentially and prevent violence um, and support children um, who had experienced trauma. Um, so from that, Walter formed uh, the Alana Madeline Foundation and then in um, and the foundation was formed in 1999 and then in the year 2000, probably before you were both born, uh, <laughs> uh, well before you were both born actually, thinking about it now, <laughs> um, uh, there, my brother and I lost our mum uh, as a result of family violence and um, our father um, uh, perpetrated an act of violence, leaving us um, without both a mum and a dad, essentially. And we were the first recipients of um, the Children Ahead program for the Alana Madeline Foundation back in 2000. So we were the first recipients of that particular program to help children overcome trauma. Um, and so being from that program in 2000, uh, probably about seven years ago or so now, um, I wanted to give back to the foundation because the foundation really helped both my brother and I to overcome um adversity and to rise above the challenges that we faced. Uh, I was only 15 at the time and my brother was only six. And so you can imagine um, dealing with loss and trauma at that age is, is quite complex amongst everything else that's happening. Um, and so the foundation was really there for us. And so the opportunity arose around seven years ago or so to give back to the foundation. And it was uh, a lovely opportunity to give back as an ambassador. So now um, I support their work as an ambassador um, and help spread the word about the wonderful work that they do. Wow, that's so cool. Um, so how can we spread awareness for topics like this in schools? I think um, the, the biggest thing is, is actually making conversations okay. Um, I think the more that we openly talk about um, things that are happening in people's homes, the more that that creates an awareness of, of what might be happening. And so um, it, it makes it okay for people to then speak up about what might be happening behind closed doors, etc. Um, if we don't have those conversations, and typically those conversations have been quite taboo, and and uh, people have been unable to kind of freely have those conversations for fear of offending people or making people feel uncomfortable. I think if we don't start having those conversations more openly, particularly from a young age, and actually understanding what family violence is and what the impacts of family violence are, um, then 
uh, it's only going to get worse. The situation's only going to get worse. So I think we can certainly um, start by just having those conversations and openly in class and so forth, um, you know, perhaps um, generating conversations around what might be happening in people's lives and having people feel free to actually discuss that. I think that it's, I think what you're saying is really important because I feel like um, if you have a comfortable environment and you um, can speak up about it, it's important for like other people to hear because they can uh, possibly like hear about your experiences and then they might be able to relate to some of those experiences as well. Yeah, and we, we all learn from each other, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, different people's perspectives and ideas bring in different um, values and, and um, ways of living, et cetera. And so I think, you know, regardless of the topic, we need to um, make, make sure that it's a safe space for anyone to have a conversation about anything at all, whether that be family violence or sexuality or, or anything along, you know, anything that might be um, important to people, we need to make sure that they feel open and free to have those conversations. And so you're right, gaining that perspective from other people and listening to their ideas and so forth is really important so that people feel valued when they're, when they're speaking and they feel heard when they're speaking. Yes. I don't think you could have put it in any other better way. Ashton, that was perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. How can we help and get involved? Um, so I think there, there are a couple of different angles to this question, I guess. There's one in how can you help and get involved in terms of um, just supporting each other? I think that's that's the biggest thing because if you know, lots of people kind of want to be a part of the foundation and, and go in and, and do some work with the foundation, but actually you can make an impact where you are now without actually an official title or without actually um, having an official program as part of the foundation. And, and as I said before, it's just about having those conversations and supporting each other and actually nurturing each other, um, demonstrating that um, vulnerability is is a strength rather than a weakness and that to share something that's happening that's quite private is okay and when someone shares something with you that is quite private or quite hard for them to share that you respond with empathy um, and empathy being that you can put yourself in their place but you don't necessarily sympathize with them so you you understand um, and connect with them and you enable them to have a conversation with you around that. But um, you're not necessarily, um, you know, playing it down or saying, you know, poor you, et cetera. You're actually responding in a way that allows them to be open and frank with you um, and supporting them through that. So there's, there's one, that's one way that you can get involved is actually just by supporting each other. Because once you guys, particularly, you know, um, if we start at school age, if you start supporting each other and actually nurturing each other as human beings and recognizing that we're all human beings, then that spreads. Okay. And that's, that's where the change needs to happen is that we need to actually recognize that we're all human beings and, and we all actually have value in, in life, I think. So that's the one thing that I wanted to say about that. That's one way. Um, the other way is um, anyone can volunteer with the foundation um, and uh, you can, certainly go on to amf.org.au and um, click on the volunteer with us um, section and register to volunteer with them. There's a whole lot of programs that um, the foundation runs. Uh, one of them is um, that you might particularly be interested in is the buddy bag packing program. 
um, and buddy bags are um, a, a backpack essentially that children who have been um, removed from their home, their family home in the middle of the night or whatever it might be, really uprooted from their, their whole lives and they might go into protection um, from a violent, uh, from a violent background, et cetera, they might have nothing. And so the foundation provides them with a buddy bag that um, has some pajamas, a toothbrush and toothpaste, uh, a photo frame so they can put a photo of their family in it and have that with them, um, some slippers and a teddy bear, um, and just all the things that actually make a place yours and actually feel like, um, you know, that you've got a belonging essentially. So uh, that's that's one thing. And those bags, um, they are packed on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, and there's a huge number of them required. So there's always um, a need for volunteers to kind of um, pack those bags and so forth. But the, the difficulty is it is in Melbourne, obviously, so you need to, you know, be available to, to pack the bags in Melbourne. But as I said, the, the first point I wanted to raise is probably the most important one, because if we support each other, then that's actually doing the work of the foundation as well. It's important yeah. not to forget that. Where did the body bag idea come from? Um, so lots and lots of children um, were removed from their home and they had literally nothing. Um, and it was recognised that as part of healing from trauma, that children uh, particularly need to feel a sense of self and identity. And so having something that is theirs, um, that they can call their own, um, in those times of trauma became really, it was recognised that it was really important for them to have that. And so the Buddy Bag program was born. So what has what effect has the foundation um, had on you? Um, phenomenal uh, and astounding. I, I can't really put into words um, the impact of the foundation, to be honest. I like, um, I think, to be honest, if the foundation wasn't around, I don't think that I would be the person that I am today. Uh, and I don't think that um, I would have survived um, not necessarily saying that I survived well, but I would not have gotten through what I did um, and continue to get through because it's um, trauma and, and family violence aren't one of those things that you uh, instantly get over. You don't recover from it. it. It's something that you carry for your whole life. But so I'm going to say that I don't think that I would carry my journey with me as well if the foundation wasn't in our lives. Um, it's taught me that um, it's taught me how to manage that trauma and how to use it for positive impact um, and really create change from that and so forth, I think. Um, and without the foundation, I don't think I would be able to carry that as well. I think that it's amazing that what the foundation has done for you um, exactly. And I think it's phenomenal, phenomenal that they can help so many people that are in need of it. Yeah, um, it's, um, it's fantastic work that, that the foundation does. And it's so I'm just a very small part of the foundation, but it's an absolute honour to be a very small part. That's amazing. Ashton, what do you want to tell us about the foundation? Because we're sitting here asking you lots of questions, but... I'm sure there's something that you would personally like to let listeners know. Um, so there's there's a difference 
a difference between uh, the foundation and other organisations, and I'm often asked what what that is, what the difference is, um, and uh, I think one of the things that the foundation uh, really does is that it it takes on the the grief and the trauma of children that it cares for in essence in full so it doesn't it doesn't fall short anywhere it doesn't treat children as a number um, it doesn't have a, a limit to the support that the foundation will actually give their their people and they genuinely care and I think that's what makes the foundation stand out for me most is that they are authentically human and they genuinely care about the children um, that they offer these programs to. And I think, um, I mean, there's so many things that I, that I could say about the foundation, but for me, that's the one standout thing that, that there's always a, a human face uh, to the foundation. I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about it being called the Alana Madeline Foundation, because there's two little girls who lost their lives in 1996 who drive the message of the foundation and they will never be forgotten as a result of that. Um, and having Alana and Madeline as the face of the foundation really reminds everyone the importance of the work that we do. And I think that's what makes the foundation so human. That's amazing. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Belton Live on Live FM, live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. My name's Erin and my co-hosts today are Alyssa and my, our special guest today is Ashton. So, Hello, everyone. So, Ashton, seeing as we're, we only have about 10 minutes left, we still have some very important questions that we'd like to ask you. Mm. How can we support people without actively, I guess, calling them out? Yep. Um, it's a, it's a difficult one to answer because everyone is going to need different things in order to support them. I mean, yourself and Alyssa would know that um, whenever you have a, a challenging time in your life, what you need is different to what someone else might need if they're experiencing similar things. So not everyone is going to respond uh, to exactly the same thing. And that's, that's what makes it a little challenging, but it also is what makes um, it really important for when someone connects with you um, that that you give them that empathy and really demonstrate that it's okay in a safe space for them. Um, so I think that the biggest thing is um, when you don't know that someone is experiencing what they what they may be experiencing is, as I said earlier, to really generate an openness around conversation um, to to show that it's okay to talk about these things and to show that it's okay to what you're struggling with. Some of the most, I've learned the most about people when I've opened up myself about something that's challenging in my life. And I think to give people an opportunity to um, actually open up and be very open about what they're feeling is something really special and unique. And it's not something that people feel automatically comfortable with these days. So, um, because we're, we're told that we can't do that because that's uh, a vulnerability that um, can often be used against us. But I think demonstrating that it's okay 
to speak about things and that it's okay to speak about things that are bothering you is really important. And that's, I think, the, the number one thing that we can do to really help people um, to, to deal with whatever is happening in their lives. Now, on that topic, if you had like a student um, who is going through a, a tough situation, how could the teachers support those students in um, those unsafe situations? I think it's it's really important to listen to um, whatever the student is is wanting um, and to take their needs into account. Um, there are lots of policies and procedures that often drive these things um, and often the the student I think can get lost a little bit in that in that process. Um, so it's really important to make sure that the student remains at the centre. Um, and that the student is actually aware of what's happening, that you might you might need to explain things in a different way um, so that the student understands exactly what is going to happen. Um, remember that um, knowledge is knowledge is power for someone who might be experiencing for all of us really, but for anyone that's experiencing violence, they they feel really disempowered, or you can feel really disempowered. I know that I did when I was a child and I was experiencing that. Um, and so to create create power for that person, what you have to give them is knowledge and you have to give them choices um, and talking them through the process of what you're going to do to support them and making sure that that's okay with them is really, really important for that student. Um, because if you make decisions for them, then you're essentially disempowering them even more. You're taking away their sense of power over that situation, um, and they've already they've already struggled. They're already struggling with that. So it's really important that we give them a sense of power back, and that power comes from them being able to make decisions and make informed decisions, and the knowledge of what is actually going to happen and and what you can do to support them. Um, so give them options, explain it in their terms, be there for them, and listen to what they actually want. I think that's a very good way of like putting it just for people like the viewers and the listeners out there who don't understand the I feel like this whole um, interview is going to give them like maybe a new sense or a new way of approaching those people in um, any situation really. Mm, let's hope so because um, I think those those things are, are really important and I think as I said being um, empowered to have those conversations is really important for people. So, Ashvin, we only have time for about two more questions. And one question that I would really love to ask you is, what kind of events do the Alana and Madeline Foundation do? Uh, so in terms of events, do you mean um, fundraising events or do you, yep. So we, we do quite a lot actually. So, um, Recently, I was at uh, the Richmond Football Club um, and I spoke to the Richmond Football Club about um, uh, around what the foundation actually means, a little like this interview. I kind of went through how the, the foundation impacted me. Richmond Football Club is one of our major sponsors um, and they dedicate an entire match um, to the Alana Madeline Foundation every year. Um, and they wear... Um, their jumpers are purple. Uh, I should have I should have bought mine in. Actually, I, I <laughs> uh, have one in the cupboard. I could um, show you, but um, they uh, 
uh, one of our major sponsors. So that that's one of our major events. The other thing that we do is um, we have a major tax appeal that ran this year, um, raised an enormous amount of money um, for people. So that's usually by email and mail. Um, we also have teams participating in the Melbourne Marathon. Um, we also do a buddy walk. Um, so uh, that's something in Melbourne that, uh, or you can organise it in your local areas, actually, if you go onto the website, amf.org.au, and have a look at um, how you can organise your own walk um, to raise money for the foundation as well. The other, um, the other thing that uh, we do is we hold um, a major event, usually once a year, called Starry Night. And um, Starry Night is a way for us to um, raise awareness of the foundation, but also raise um, much needed funds to help support children who have experienced family violence and trauma. So uh, that's a, a massive event once a year that occurs as well. Ashton, I really just want to thank you for taking the time to come in and talk to us today about the, the foundation spread awareness for it. And it's something that I think both Alyssa and I have really enjoyed enjoyed hearing and learning about but very sadly that's all we have time for today thank you so so much Ashton it's been a great pleasure talking to you live from CRC Melton, Melbourne Australia you've been listening to Melton live on live FM my name's Erin and my co-host today is Alyssa and thank you for joining us today we hope you have found the information today useful until next time have a great day everyone